Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Awesomes, welcome back to Sorta Awesome, and welcome back to the Extra Awesome series. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and as you may know from time to time, we get to take a little break from our regular programming, and I get to have amazing conversations with people who are doing truly awesome things in the world. And I am so excited about this conversation for Extra Awesome, you guys. I know you're going to love it so much. So I am joined today by an awesome Shantae Kane. Shantae is a single mom of five. She's been a registered nurse for nearly 20 years. She's an international board certified lactation consultant. And I love that Shantae put this in her bio. She is also an Enneagram six. So uh, Shantae loves reading scrolling Instagram, uh, far too much. Those were her words, not mine. And keeping up with friends on Voxer. And Shantae recently purchased her first home as a single woman. It's located outside of Atlanta. At one time, she had five children under the age of five. She breastfed all of them, including a set of twins. And all of that experience really inspired her passion for teaching and encouraging women in their breastfeeding journeys. Shantae, welcome to Sorta Awesome. Thank you, Meg. I'm so glad to be here. And hi, Awesomes. I'm so thrilled that you were able to join me for this conversation. Um, I, we connected really through Instagram, which is such a great place for finding and meeting like-minded people. I'm so glad that Instagram brought us together. Thank you. I love Instagram. <laughs> yes, so fun. I noticed your work and... You know, as you know from being an awesome, and I've shared on Sort of Awesome through the years, we have a lot in common here. We both have five kids. We've got both got some twins sprinkled in there. Uh, both of us feel passionately about equipping women to be successful in breastfeeding. But you took that passion to a whole nother level. Tell us how long you have been working in the lactation consultant space. Thank you. Well, I've been a mother baby nurse for probably about 10 years. I started off my nursing journey um, doing outpatient work and working in pediatrics. And then I took a little bit of hi hiatus when I had my children. And then some things happened in life that brought me back to working. And so when I got back to working, I thought, man, I love breastfeeding and I love teaching moms about it. And so let's look into how I can be more effective. And of course, the effective, being more effective would come about by getting some more education to um, further my career. And of course, I found that the gold standard for breastfeeding is to become an international board certified lactation consultant, which is a whole mouthful. Yes. <laughs> and um, I learned that there were different pathways to take to get there. And because I was already a registered nurse, that was part of it. But the other part of it was to get some lactation specific education. 
There were about 100 hours that were required for that. And part of it also had to be in communication. And then you also had to do some hands-on training, a thousand hours of doing that. Um, All of these things cost lots of money. And so it took me a few years to gather up my coins to do such a thing, but I was so grateful when I finally could. Oh my goodness. I truly had no idea how much goes into it. I knew that it was intensive work. I just had no idea. I know I have been so grateful for the lactation consultants that um, I've kind of crossed paths with in different times having my children. The very first one that I saw was with my oldest daughter, And I had read all of the breastfeeding books. I was so gung-ho about it. And then, of course, when she actually got here, everything was different than what I read in the books. And I was freaking out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so thankfully, I had a great LC who came along beside me and was like, you're doing great. Truly, I, I just love and admire the work of lactation consultants and just women who are working in the supporting new mom space in general. But I want to kind of, like, definitely want to talk about more about that here in just a few minutes. But you did mention that some things happened in your life, in your personal life, that you were had been at home with kids. Then you found yourself needing to go back to the workforce. So I was wondering if you could kind of say more about that time in your life. Sure. So like you said earlier, I have five kids and we just found that it would be best for me to stay home with them. And I enjoyed being home with my kids. And as a nurse, I would, you know, sometimes work PRN, as we call it, or on an as needed basis. But um, back in 2014, um, I got divorced. This was not something that I really, I mean, I don't think anybody who gets married plans on getting divorced, but especially Um, when I had grown up in the church, I, um, my husband or then husband and I were doing campus ministry and Mm -hmm. just some choices that he made, um, caused me to finally realize that this is not going to work. And through much fear and trepidation, I gathered up my courage. I gathered up my strength. I gathered up, um, what I knew to be true about myself, that I can indeed do hard things. And I knew that it was time to leave. And so um, me and my five little kids, the oldest one was seven at the time. And my little one, Mm. I think she was only maybe two or close to it. Um, I had my dad come pick us up and he brought us from Alabama where we were living to Atlanta. And just over the process, I learned that being strong is what my kids needed. Mm. I took some time to mourn and I feel like the divorce felt like a death. It feels yeah. like a grieving and this grief comes over in waves. I allowed myself to grieve and mourn this very, very difficult loss. I had been married for um, about 12 years at the time. Oh, wow. yeah. And I knew that I could do this hard thing of leaving my marriage, leaving what the dream that I yeah. had for how my life would go. And I was telling my sister, this feels like a death. It feels like yeah. a death of a dream. And she told me, Shantae, then it's time to dream a new dream. Oh and gosh. that from my sister, my baby sister, just gave me the strength and the help that I need to know that my life was not over. This was a part of my life, but it was not all of my life. Mm. And that there could indeed be beauty that would come from these ashes. Yes. And so... um I was able to go back to work. Thankfully, as a nurse, I had kept my um, certification up. I was Mm -hmm. able to go back to work. And then I found that I still love moms and babies. I still love um, helping moms nurse and to learn how to do that and to encourage them. It sounded like what you were saying earlier. You had an Elsie that came alongside and said, you're doing the right things. And when you're not doing the right things, we don't just say, oh, you're doing it all wrong. We 
help you learn. And um, that has been something that I have enjoyed a whole lot. Yes. Oh my gosh. That whole thing just gave me goosebumps all over both you really, you know, thinking back on the courage that it taken took and the strength that it took to walk away from something that you were so invested in, obviously, like you said, nobody gets married thinking, well, this is going to end someday. But to be able to have the self awareness and to, to be able to make that choice for yourself and for your children. Mm-hmm. And then for your sister to speak such truth into your life about dreaming a new dream. So mm-hmm. powerful. <laughs> I am so thankful for you trusting that part of your story to the awesome community, because I know amongst the thousands and thousands of women who are awesomes, who identify as awesomes, I know there are women who have walked a path similar to yours, or maybe are facing that path. So thank you so much for trusting that to us. That means a lot to me. Let's talk a little bit about your like day-to-day work as you are supporting new moms. What are some of the big, like, what are the most common, would you say, struggles that you see new moms? experiencing with their new babies, especially the ones that are wanting to take that breastfeeding journey with their babies? Sure. So there's two main things that I'm hearing. It is, I don't have anything in here. Uh And the other thing (laughs) is, how can I know that he's actually getting something? Yes. And so that takes some education. I like to tell people, your body has been preparing for birth since you were pregnant and your body has been making milk from like the second trimester on, there is milk in there. What we have to do is work to get the baby to get it out. And the ways that we help at my hospital, I work at a baby friendly hospital, which um, we really encourage breastfeeding there. So we give moms the golden hour. That is a time, the first hour after birth, when you're holding your baby skin to skin. And it is the most precious it's yes. like a holy experience for these moms to have this time with their babies and, and, and families overall to be in there with their babies. But as they're holding their babies, sometimes babies can do like a breast crawl where they're yes. inching their themselves over to the breast. They have their amniotic fluid on their hands. And so when we wipe them off, we try not to wipe their hands too much because the babies can find the breast. And then for those who may not do what we see on videos and see what it looks like on TV, we can put the baby to the breast ourselves. And so, like I said, these moms are wondering, There's nothing there, but I promise you, or I don't know if I should say promise, but I can pretty much be assured that there is something there. So sometimes we have to massage the breast. We have to hand express. We have to give the time, baby time at the breast to learn. I always like to tell moms that breastfeeding is a learning experience for you and for your baby. And so you need to be patient with the process and just trust that over time it will happen. Now, if it doesn't happen, there are some things that we can do to help you, but um, breastfeeding can happen for those who um, may, who don't have some underlying conditions or um, are putting themselves out there to, to try. And I find that that's one thing is that moms think that they don't have anything and yeah. there is something there. <laughs> and then the other thing is, how do I know that my baby is getting enough? Of course, all moms want to know, is my baby getting enough? We, we wonder when they're crying, is it because he's hungry? When he's fussy, is it because he's hungry? When he's sleeping, is it because he's hungry? Yes. <laughs> we always wonder. 
And so we like to encourage our moms to put the babies to the breast eight to 12 times or more in a 24 hour period. It's lots and lots of small feedings. The colostrum comes in very small quantities, but it it packs a huge punch. It does. (laughs) It really does. It is like a nutritional powerhouse that you are able to get straight to your baby in those first hours and definitely, definitely over the course of the first few days. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. So lots of small feedings, frequent feedings. And I even find that I think um, using hand massage and using hand expression, that gives mom a boost of confidence. When they see those little droplets come out, we believe we what we see, we believe. And so yes. I like to really try to get my moms to actually see some colostrum. Mm-hmm. And I tell them that you've got to massage a lot to get there sometimes. Yes, I do. I I wish that I had an Elsie, especially with my first few children, to come along and um, assure me of that and also just teach me how hand massage worked. I had like a little hand pump and that was helpful, especially in those early days. I Once my milk came in, my issues were more with overactive letdown and like an overabundant supply. So I knew the milk was there, but then it was like how do I kind of uh, manage all of this milk for this sure. baby? Um, but being able to hand massage a little bit would have at least been able to um, provide me with some relief from discomfort that comes along with that. But I never had anyone come alongside to teach me that specific skill. So I love that that is something that you teach your new moms, because I know that will serve them so well throughout the time that they're breastfeeding, honestly. And even for me, Meg, no one told me about holding my baby skin to skin. No one yes. told me about hand expression. And those are, and the other thing that nobody told me is to take some pictures yes. while you're breastfeeding. I have yeah. five kids. I have five opportunities to take some beautiful pictures. And Meg, I don't know that I have any. Yes. And so um, those are the three things that I like to encourage moms to do. Hold your baby skin to skin as much as possible. Yeah. Um, hand express, even when you're feeling overactive, and your breast feels hard, sometimes the pump is not effective as our hands can be, especially when you've got hard spots in there to work on. Mm -hmm. And then take some pictures. I love taking pictures of families in the hospitals or just moms and their babies, because these are times that you won't forget. Sometimes the moms are like, oh no, I just had a baby. I don't look good. And I'm like, girl, (laughs) you will not regret this picture. Let me take this picture for you. Yes, I am so glad that you encourage that. I don't have any pictures of me. I don't think nursing my older two who are, Mm. you know, they're 16 and 14 now. I do have some with the twins. And then by the time Nico came around, I was like, oh, I'm getting some pictures because I don't have hardly any from these other kiddos. So another thing about the skin to skin that I think is really great and has come a long way is for cesarean birth moms like myself. So all five of my kids are, uh, were born with C-section. Again, my oldest two, it was just like, there wasn't really, even though they were born in baby-friendly hospitals, at that time, in in that specific part of the country, maybe even, it just wasn't really done that um, moms were allowed to have what we might now call like a gentle C-section or a family-friendly one. And so like they got whisked off to the little baby nursery for a little bit while I went to recovery. But And then the twins birth was a whole thing. But by the time Nico was born, I had really great conversations with my OB about really wanting to have a gentle cesarean and that I wanted to be able to nurse him right away. And she was like, sure, that's no problem. She was young, like kind of fresh out of school. I think it's really being emphasized now in the birthing community, especially new for cesarean moms to be able to do that. But it made a huge difference. It was such a powerful moment. Mm. And for the first time, 
when I have four other kids, but for the first time with my fifth one, to be able to have that immediate skin to skin was magical. And with all of my kids, we did lots of skin to skin. We're just like, mom, just sitting around topless while while we get this baby going on the boob, Mm -hmm. you know? So I love that that is something that you're really bringing into focus for your moms. I know it makes a huge impact. Yes, it really does. It really does. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about and see what you what what thoughts you could share um, with us is you're um, a black woman. And I'm wondering if in your work just throughout not just as an LC, but throughout working with new moms and new babies, if you have experienced some of the things that I have learned about in recent years, some of the challenges for women of color, especially black women and black moms in our country, when it comes to things that have to do with maternity care, postpartum care, um, initiating breastfeeding. What can you speak to, to, to that that you think the awesome community might like to learn about as well? Sure. One thing that I've found recently that is, I'm so glad that this conversation is getting um, attention now, is that there are one in 169 births or um, pregnancies end in stillbirth. And in the Black community, that number is one in 96. And so, yes, yes, this is a huge thing. And I think as more people become educated about this, we can change the narrative. And I found an app that really can help moms to have education about this. And it's called Count the Kicks. You can find that free app online. And we are recommending that all women begin counting the kicks around um, at the third trimester. You want to count to see how long it takes your baby to get 10 kicks. And um, over time, you'll see a pattern with your baby. And if you notice a huge difference in how long it takes your baby to get to this um, amount of kicks, then you need to let your healthcare provider know this is saving lives. This started in a state and within, I think the first couple of years, they saw a 32% decrease in the amount of stillbirths after people began using this app. Um, So I want to encourage moms in that. The other thing that I'm seeing is that um, black moms are offered formula more often for their babies than their white counterparts. Sometimes people think that, oh, this mom won't breastfeed for long. I've had friends that tell me they've been offered formula for their babies and they've wanted to breastfeed. And so we need to recognize the biases that we have and recognize that if we can educate people more, you may be able to turn somebody's mind or change their mind about breastfeeding. I've had instances where I've walked in rooms where these moms have decided to formula feed, but if I can get a gauge on the mom or feel like I've gained some rapport with her and some trust, I may be able to bring up the conversation. Have you thought about breastfeeding your baby? Did you know that even a few drops of colostrum for your baby will make a difference? I'm not saying that you have to breastfeed this baby for six months or 12 months, even if you do it for just today, or if you do it while you're in the hospital, this will have lasting effects for your baby. The breast milk is like a um, a coating for the GI tract. It keeps babies from picking up different um, infections. Breast milk is like their first immunization. And so sometimes just educating moms about this and showing them that 
it doesn't have to hurt. If breastfeeding hurts, there's probably a problem. Mm, So let's address this problem while we're in the hospital, while I'm here and I can help you. You've got other nurses that can help you. And sometimes as moms do this, I've seen them decide, you know what? I will continue with breastfeeding. I don't know how long they do it because, you know, they get discharged from the hospital, but it makes me feel good to know that these moms are doing it for a little while and that we are helping these babies. Yes, I love that. I really love that you said that it takes, you know, all of us really re-examining, examining, re-examining biases we might have, some beliefs that we might not even recognize. You know, I may not be a medical professional, but I've been involved in lots of mom-to-mom groups, either um, new mom groups or even like play groups, library playdates, those types of things. And just kind of like recognizing how we can encourage moms no matter what, but especially being sensitive to the fact that there may be some cultural things happening where, you know, new moms just aren't that exposed to the idea of breastfeeding, or they maybe have some misconceptions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, kind of helping to gently turn the tide a little bit. And I, I know I'm confident that your approach is so like gentle, but supportive. I could just I get that vibe Definitely. from you so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that you're doing such important work there with moms of, you know, across the whole spectrum, moms from all different kinds of backgrounds. And so since you have been working with new moms and new babies for so long, both specifically around breastfeeding, but also just general postpartum support, um, as you're talking to the awesomes, what would you like the awesomes to know are some great ways to really just get get in there and side-by-side support new moms? Yes, sisters, awesomes, <laughs> we have to encourage one another. No matter what choice a mom has made, that is her choice for her and her baby. So let's not look down upon moms who've chosen to breastfeed. Let's not look down upon moms who've chosen to formula feed. Let's come alongside all moms and say, woohoo, good for you. You are doing it. And I am so proud of you. I want us to be people who encourage and lift up others. And then wait until somebody asks you a question. Did they ask you what you thought about what they were doing? If not, maybe just keep your mouth closed. Yes. And if you've got some experience that goes along with what she's doing, if you can encourage, I say go for it. I think moms need reassurance. They need to be cheered on. There's yes. so much going on in the world. We are in a pandemic that has lasted forever, it mm-hmm. feels. And so let's pat moms on the back. Let's encourage one another. And then also awesomes, let's encourage ourselves. Let's stop the negative self-talk yes. and speak positive about our one another. My mom always says, you've got to speak life. Mm. You've got to encourage yourself. And so I want to tell you what you are doing, you're doing your best. And if you find that you're not, then make some small changes. Small changes over time make a big difference. And so I just want to say we are doing a great job. Let's continue on. Oh my gosh. Shantae, that is just filling up my heart this morning so much. That was the encouragement I needed to hear right now. I know so many awesomes are needing that little boost. You are speaking life into our lives right now. Mm -hmm. So um, if people do want to kind of track along with your work, I do think you do showcase some of your work as an LC on Instagram. Is that right? I do. I'm trying to do a little bit better, but for the awesomes that are looking for not the most curated account and somebody that's learning along the way and encouraging yourself to just get started, you can find me at Mama Tay Milkmaid. That's M-A-M-A-T-A-Y Milkmaid, M-A-I-D. 
Okay, we will link to that in the show notes. Shantae, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule, the very important work that you're doing in the world to come and speak to the awesomes. It means so much to me, and I know it's going to mean so much to our community as well. So thank you again so much for your time and for your message. This was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Meg. Okay, well, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on social media. You can find Sorta Awesome, the podcast, just by searching Sorta Awesome, no matter what platform you're on. Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.